0: what up y'all welcome to the don't fret podcast my name is d Fretter. i'm a poet and spoken word artist from just outside of vancouver bc canada and this is my podcast where i talk to people who i find fascinating or inspiring and we get into what they do why they do it how they look at the world how they handle like mental health self-care spirituality all kinds of cool stuff like that and then i share it with you so hopefully you can be entertained or inspired or educated This week on the podcast, we've got Untestimony. She's an atheist deconstruction TikTok creator. And we get into what an Untestimony actually is, her journey, her reason for what she's doing and how she approaches making content and all kinds of stuff like that. It's a really good episode. I hope you enjoy it. And if you like this podcast, please rate it, review it, subscribe to it, follow it, whatever you got to do. It helps with visibility and it helps let people like you know that they're not making a mistake by clicking play on this podcast. So thanks so much for doing that and enjoy this episode with fun testimony. Y'all, welcome to season three of the Don't Fret podcast. It's your boy D. Fretter. Today we got a very special guest, uh, a deconstruction TikToker who doesn't take any shit and has like one of the best aesthetics I've seen on deconstruction TikTok so far. Uh, untestimony, how you doing?
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, it's our absolute pleasure. So, um, first and foremost, who do you want to shout out?
1: Oh man like friend like deconstruction community people or could
0: be any anybody could be anything really like i've had people shout out you know spaghetti pancakes whatever
1: (laughs) you know what someone who actually inspired my username untestimony i don't know if you follow heretical theology on instagram he has he has some really good atheist content and he played a really big role in my uh, deconstruction and i saw him I don't know if he coined the term untestimony, but he had some posts that I saw along the way that was like, this is my untestimony. So then when I like kind of got to creating my account, that was the inspiration behind that. So he'll be my shout out.
0: Dope. yeah. I was going to ask you about like untestimony because when I saw you on TikTok, I was like this cool name. Um, It was like very, very clever kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and I've seen a few other people use it since then, but I wanted to capture like, this is my story. This is these are the things that stood out to me. Um it differs with everyone, but this is like my background.
0: Right on. Right on. So, an untestimony is the story of like like going away from faith. You know, if a testimony is coming to faith, exactly. it's the op- the opposite, yeah?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Cool, cuz you um your your uh your main thing is like Christian deconstruction because I I haven't really seen you go after other faith systems well not not even go after but I haven't seen a lot of critique of like Buddhism or Judaism or you know Scientology or anything on your page so mostly deconstructing the Christian faith and atheism those are kind of your topics of discussion in your videos and on your posts on Instagram and stuff like that right
1: yeah and my whole family is like I mean, I kind of call them fundamentalist Christian. I didn't think they were at the time, but it's kind of one of those things in hindsight, you look back and you're like, realize how extreme of views it was, I guess. like, yeah. um, And so those are the people I still interact with like on a daily basis. Like Some of my closest friends are still Christian. So um, I talk about the things that impact me. Um, I just it wouldn't make sense to critique like Islam or Buddhism because those aren't the things that affect like the politics in my daily life. They aren't don't affect like my relationships. Um, I don't know much about those other religions. So it's like, um, that's kind of what I specialize in is, uh, I kind of like critique, uh, evangelical white Christianity, basically.
0: Right. Yeah. That's the, um... That's the vibe that I was catching. And that's who I see getting mad in your comics section. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that has been like a really interesting thing to watch. Right. Because um, I come from, well, I don't, I was raised in a similar, probably a little bit more liberal, but similar sort of environment as most deconstruction people that I follow. Mm-hmm. Like um, Camille, I don't know if you follow her or she's followed you, but. Um,
1: yeah, I think I follow her.
0: Yeah. So she's, she's another one. And some of her, her homies, I fall in there talking about stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard people say similar things about God and Jesus and all that stuff. My, my folks were kind of looser than everyone else I've heard about. Like my folks weren't super heavy handed with the, with the God, the Jesus and all that stuff. They're, they're pretty chill. Um, but, but we're not talking about me. I was actually going to ask you, <laughs> like, do you still talk to Christians? Like, do you have yeah. friends that are Christians or what's good? Because, like, you are very outspoken uh, online. I was just wondering, like, is that difficult at all to navigate, like, having these hard conversations in real life? Or, or do they engage in those conversations with you in real life?
1: It's so interesting because I went to, I don't want to say the private university, but I went to a private Christian university, and it was a Baptist university, also kind of fundamentalist, and so as I began deconstructing, like, and I'll share stuff on my personal profile, too, like, from my untestimony account, um, and at the beginning of when I started sharing, I got kind of, like, a lot of pushback or a lot of like oh well Jesus still loves you I'm so sorry you're going it was almost like pity yeah. from like a lot of those friends from like oh this I'm so sorry you're hurting so bad and I'm kind of <laughs> thinking in my head like this was like a logical decision like the hurt didn't come till after I left really mm. but um at first there was a lot of pushback then um I started noticing some of those other friends who would like some of them would like slide into my DMS and ask a few questions here and there. And then over time, like over the course of like a year or two, I started seeing them then start posting deconstruction stuff. Some of those people that were like reaching out to me, which was really interesting. Um, and so some of them will still like reach out to me now and are like shockingly supportive of like what I'm doing. But then there are other people who I feel like kind of just ignore it or, there's, like, a big group of, like, some of my older, honestly, I feel like the friends that I was closer with distanced themselves more. Mm -hmm. I think there was this thing, like, for them to accept that I had credibility in the things I was saying and to, like, take it seriously, I think it was too much of a threat to their belief system. So then they kind of, like, Their coping mechanism to kind of stay safe was like push her away. And it was never anything like outright um, like aggressive or mean as much as just like panic and then kind of stop reaching out. So Mm. that was, that was a really tough thing to try to get over.
0: Yeah. Because sometimes when, people leave a face or, you know, I I guess you come out or something like that, you know, something that really kind of changes the status quo of a small community, like a family or a friend group or whatever, when there's a, when there's a big fight, a a loud altercation or whatever, you know why, you know what was said, but when it's silent and it's prolonged, it hurts a little different, you know, it's like a slow cut Um, and it still gets deep.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then it's kind of like, wow, after all these years of friendship, like, I lived with some of these girls for three, four years, like, best friends, the kind of friends you are like, oh, these are going to be, they're going to be in my wedding, we're going to be, like, friends for life, so it was so shocking, like, (laughs) of a reaction, Mm -hmm. and you're left, like, you're saying, kind of, like, you're left hanging, like, what was it, is it, did I say something, or, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because, you know, if if you did say something or if, like, I said something, I would want to at least be able to apologize and say, like, hey, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings and I'm sorry if I was disrespectful because that's a good thing to, like, like if you're going to have these conversations, you can critique something like a belief system or point out the logical inconsistencies in that belief system without being a dick, Um, which is a hard thing for a lot of deconstruction uh, TikTok creators to do. Um, you do it really well. I'm like, I'm never like, ooh, that was mean or whatever. You know, like sometimes it's like funny where you point yeah, out like yeah. like that video of you pointing out the guy who um, only followed like robot oh thirst trap <laughs> accounts or whatever that was. That was
1: and the naked thirst trap bots. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Thigh talk or whatever. I was like. That's funny, or like the the <laughs> troll who was saying some really like very strange, inconsistent things.
1: Yeah,
0: I was like, what the fuck? Like, but n- most of them aren't really like that, and so um, I've
1: got called like a snide bitch, and like I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here. Um, oh yeah,
0: you can curse. Fuck okay. yeah, you can
1: curse. <laughs> um, and I. The hard thing is it's, I'm still getting used to like, I, I plan out my TikToks. I feel like I try to be really strategic about like using comedy or the audios for like, like I plan it out. I I try to be really intentional, intentional about the message I'm trying to convey. So then getting your facial expressions and, the smallest difference in facial expression can completely change like how it comes across to the audience and that's still something I'm like getting used to cuz sometimes I'll rewatch some of my TikToks and I'm like oh, that came across a lot more like arrogant than I was intending it like I hope that people can like read the text and try to look at the message that way sometimes but that's still definitely an area I'm trying to improve.
0: Sure. I mean, the onus of how people react to what you do or your facial expression is still on on them as well. Like you got to do what you can do to just be, you know, as like objective or like make a good faith Mm -hmm. argument or good faith critique um, as you can. But but some people just want to be upset. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. um, (laughs) Like I've had I've made like three. TikTok's specifically about Christianity or the fact that like, I left Christianity or whatever, and most people are like, oh, yeah, that's like, oh, well said, or like, oh, that's fair, or like, oh, I needed to hear this, um, and then I've had other people be like, you're going to hell, you know, like, you fucking atheist, right. and I'm like, oh, I <laughs> didn't even say I was an atheist, just said I didn't believe in, like, hell, the place.
1: Right? Yeah. Whatever. Just out here, they're always like, they'll make so many assumptions, that one person
0: yeah yeah and they're really loud too so then you, right. you start to think like oh this is all of them except for like my auntie who's the sweetest person in the world like yeah yeah but um and
1: remember those those negative experiences or those negative words they stick in your brain like way easier than the positive
0: yeah i think that's that's with any kind of mm-hmm. um genre of content where you're having a discussion like there's always going to be someone who disagrees but didn't really even take the time to listen to you they just like oh you're talking about um you know women's rights fuck you you simp Um, right yeah whatever and I'm like all I said was you know cheating on your or or, like not cheating on your wife doesn't mean you're a good husband that just means you're a person you know and
1: they take it so personally like you'll be critiquing like one version of Christianity or one like bad behavior of a certain group. Yeah. And no matter what you critique, like you could critique each opposing view, like the view on each side and no matter what you'll have people saying, well, I'm not like that or real Christians, hashtag not all Christians. Yeah. Like no matter what you critique. So it's like, um, Oh my gosh, yeah. I totally get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could be you could be going after that, um I forget what it's called, but the sect of Christianity that has the snakes. Like they wrap the yeah. snakes around them or whatever. Uh, but they still got the anti venom in the back and you're like, Oh well, maybe you're <laughs> not really about it and then, you know, some orthodox person's gonna be like, Hey, well, we don't all use snakes. I'm like, I know. Um <laughs> you wouldn't have as many numbers if you did as you do if you did yeah. use snakes. That's Obviously, <laughs> you know, I just thought that was pretty wild. Um,
1: Especially since that verse was about the snake handling is like it. The scholars agree it was added later, even Christian scholars. So yeah, it's like, that one is particularly funny to me.
0: I think the loudest of the people that we're talking about who get heated and take our observations or our critiques personally are the ones who like they don't listen to Christian scholars or don't have a broad uh reading palette of christian scholars because there's a bunch that would even agree with what you've said or what i've said depending on which author we're talking about and it's just like oh yeah that's a good point like i'm still gonna stay in the club where i still believe these things but those are really good points so that's a fair argument kind of thing um but then the people who get really mad and get heated are the ones who don't read theology
1: yeah. And there are some progressive Christians that are constantly giving like new takes on things or like seem to like obviously are very, very well read. Um, mm-hmm. And They'll interact in my comments and they disagree with me, but they they have a lot more tact.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said. that That's something that I feel like a lot of this. This is just my personal opinion. Um, and I'm not talking about you specifically, um, but I've noticed a lot of deconstruction people aren't really great at having the conversation with someone who is still a Christian. Like, let's say they talk about, like, I I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but let's just say, like, you put up a video it says, like, here's this thing about Christianity that I think is a little whack, and then a progressive Christian's like, I agree, I'm still going to be a Christian, though, but I agree that that's pretty whack. And then yeah. some deconstruction, be like, well, then you're definitely not thinking about it because it's all <laughs> bullshit. And I'm like, hey, um, you can.
1: Extreme in the opposite direction. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's balance here, right? Because you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you left the faith more for like a logical reason than an emotional one. Is that mm. is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. So I, I kind of noticed that like you have a little less. um. You can feel the bitterness and some deconstruction, some uh, deconstruction yeah, of atheism I TikTok like stuff.
1: I, I got my angry atheist phase out of the way while I was posting on my personal account.
0: Oh yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> and so then, by the time I transitioned to like actually making a like, I would post on my stories, um, yeah. like my Instagram stories, and then I would like block a select few people from seeing my <laughs> stories, which was not helpful. They ended up finding the content anyways, but, um, I feel like my whole world was exploding around me. So like, I definitely did go through that kind of like angsty phase of like what's happening. And then with having lost my friends, it's like, I didn't have anyone to talk to. It was during COVID. So then I like started posting on my story. Cause I was like, I need interaction. I need someone to like help me sort through these thoughts um but then because of that a lot of it was like really messy not as thought out by the time I was able to make like the untestimony account I feel like I had simmered down um gotten a little less angsty I had I was able to like articulate my thoughts and I knew the information a lot better
0: (laughs) right on right on that's solid um not to like shit on you know it, it, it'd be kind of ironic for me to bring on somebody who criticizes or critiques Christianity and then be like yeah and these other motherfuckers who criticize it like I'm gonna criticize the critics or whatever and it's not really what I meant to do I just I find one of my favorite things about you is how um like yeah you'll poke fun or or sometimes like they're you know you poke fun or like this is bullshit there is no redeeming factor yeah, of this can. aspect because there are parts of it that are just bullshit and there's no redeeming factor that's just inescapable um, but you do it yeah. in such a like I'm not trying to hurt people sort of way
1: Yeah. For where,
0: sure. whereas I notice some people err on the side of being just as cruel and narrow minded as the people they're criticizing and then oh I think God. to myself where is the forward movement Or how is there forward movement in this if we're just trying to hurt someone we disagree with, you know?
1: Yeah, like I'll get some atheist trolls in my comments that will (laughs) just be saying some of the worst things. And I have to delete them because they'll actually be sometimes saying stuff about like getting into physical violence towards like Christians or like we have to annihilate all christians and it's like that language is so inflammatory that's so dangerous like um oh i hate when (laughs) it's so extreme when people um will say stuff like that but yeah tiktok all around it's like no matter what community you're in it can feel like a dumpster fire sometimes the thing that i like about it but i feel like it's like the atheists in the comments of my stuff will be really extreme and then I'll go over and see Christians in the comments of other people and it's really extreme um I think Instagram was more reserved because there wasn't as much like interaction with each other I think it was more of a bubble on Instagram so it was more like um tame and I think that's one of the reasons I both hate TikTok and love TikTok is because there's a lot more like interaction between the communities um it's like more of a debate and stuff and I feel like it's easier to like do response videos it's easier to for videos to pop up on your feed that are like what you disagree with as opposed to Instagram you're only going to see who you're like actively following you're not going to see suggestions so like It's like both good and bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Like Instagram, it's hard to see what's going on outside of your own perspective or outside of your own like field of interest or even your own aesthetic kind of. Um, Yeah. And it's hard to grow there. And then TikTok, it's kind of like wild, wild west. You could see anything. Yes. Um, And some of that's good. Some of it's bad for sure. I don't love it. Um. But that's where most of my fan base is. So yeah.
1: I'm like, it's like you need to like ration it out. Like you can't hang out too long because there's like a lot of negativity sometimes.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of negativity uh, over like dumb things sometimes. Yeah, like, trivial things. Never mind. Like you know when if someone wants to get defensive about like criticizing their faith. I kind of understand it. Like, I'm not, I don't, I'm like, I wish that we could have a conversation, but also I'm like, I do comprehend why you feel the way that you do and why you're going to double down and not listen because to like, I, I don't know what it was like for you growing up in a Christian, a fundamentalist environment, but even like in my family of origin, Christianity was sort of like this unquestionable thing. Like you don't question what we tell you, God tells you. Um, and so if yeah. you question it, you, it's like an ego death and the ego is all about self-preservation. Right. So it's like in order to entertain this thought that you've presented, I would have to die and I don't want to die. And so I'm like, I get it. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock you for that.
1: So high. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause it's a scary thing to like question everything that you've been told to believe. And it's, it's a hard thing, you know, it's a, like having an untestimony is a brave thing, you know, or deconstructing your faith and you could even deconstruct your faith just to reconstruct it as this new thing. And like, okay, Mm -hmm. cool. That's, that's fine too. Or whatever. Um,
1: I feel like the hardest part is that, for me the hardest part was like kind of the beginning middle stages of like just intense cognitive dissonance where you your whole world is being flipped upside down and all this new information is coming in that you like had never even thought to ask before um and it's like one of those things as you keep searching just more questions come up and it feels like there's just forever gonna be like all these questions and uncertainty and that is like those beginning stages are definitely the most intense parts and like i feel like one of my goals as like a content creator is to help people not not, not like tell them like these are the answers but help give them content so that they can push forward through that and like figure out what questions to maybe begin asking because sometimes that's the hardest part is just like knowing where to even start and so If I can help people get through that, like, I don't want people to have to like go through that by themselves, like, because it just helps so much having like something to keep pushing you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, by the time I had seen you on my FYP, I was already like I wasn't really in the midst of transitioning out of Christianity. Like, I was very firmly like not a Christian, um, but. Watching your videos like, oh, yeah, I've had these thoughts. That's that that's reassuring. It's like, oh, good.
1: Yeah. I'm not insane.
0: Um, it,
1: it's like you gaslight yourself to be like, no, that couldn't be. And then when you see other people like, oh, no, that's the legitimate thing people wonder about like that. That goes so far. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I don't know if this is funny, but the first time I saw you, I thought you were someone that I knew in real life who is. Oh. Very much about that Christian life, and I was like, "Oh, what the? When, <laughs> when did this?" happen and I was like, "Oh, wait, no, that's that's a totally different person. There's no freckles, because um, like the resemblance is striking. Like I um, I've shown you to my wife on my phone, and she's like, "Oh, that looks so much like so and so.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah,
0: it's just um,
1: that's the experience some of my college friends have if they ever see my content. Like, wait, what?"
0: what what, when did this happen yeah
1: (laughs) this happened she was so devout
0: (laughs) yeah um have have you had any conversations like that like lost touch with someone when you were really into it and now they've discovered you and they're like wait what's that so
1: one of my high school friends who was like one of my best friends growing up I so after I had the bad experience with my college friends where they kind of like pushed me away after it's actually hilarious. Cause I like came to them telling them I was starting to think evolution was true. It looks like this thing was really backed up and I was really caught off guard. And I started like kind of trying to tell them why I was thinking evolution was true and all this evidence. And they, like straight up told me that I was sinning that I just wanted to have sex with my boyfriend I didn't act like this until I was with like my current boyfriend and then that was and that they're just telling this me this because they love me and that phone call like devastated me and then later they told me one of them told me she didn't want me in her wedding because I wasn't a woman of god anymore and Like, so it was just devastating. So, and these were the friends that I had like lived with for years. So, like really caught off guard that they would like demonize me in that way, I guess. And like just mishear, like misunderstand everything I was trying to say when I was I felt like I was articulating it pretty clear. But that like that experience like totally freaked me out. So then I didn't tell like some of my other closer friends or like with family I was like if because like if my college best friends are gonna like shun me like this like I don't even know how anyone else is gonna react so then I kind of kept it on the DL for a while and one of my high school friends then who I had also been close with but then like we hadn't talked in a hot second and we had I hadn't really talked to her the whole deconstruction period up to this point but she like contacted me because she had like seen something on my story it either got forwarded to her somehow or something and she was just like so heartbroken about that I like wouldn't bring this up to her and honestly it was kind of like and I told her about the experience with my friends but she was still like, how could you do this to me And it was kind of all like a why would you do this to me And I was thinking on my end like, what about me though? I'm the one who's like an atheist now, who like hates it, like because at the time I like hadn't rebuilt my community. I hadn't. It was still during COVID, so it was still really lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was a whole train wreck trying to navigate all those relationships. <laughs> it's always the closest ones too that are like the messiest or that like react in ways you wouldn't expect.
0: Yeah. Um... They don't really listen to this show, so I think it's fine to say my my folks. I think they're the only ones that I've like in my family that I've had to have like a conversation with or whatever, and they didn't take it great. Um, Like my dad's kind of stone stone cold. He's not like heartless, but he's just like very stoic. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He he was just like, well, I wish you believed, but you know, if you want to be a voodoo doctor or whatever. I can't stop you.
1: <laughs> Did he actually say that? Oops, yeah. No.
0: Um, so I had told my parents like, Hey, stop asking me to pray for this other family member. Cause I don't really do that shit. Mm-hmm. And what I meant was like, I don't perform the same kind of like ritualistic deer yeah. head white man in the sky. Um, I'm not, I don't send up my letter to cosmic Santa or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my mom was very upset about it. And then, I had it was like a kind of Christmas mishap because she wanted she wanted my Christmas wish list, like buy gifts or whatever this year. And I just sent her my wish list for a like from a bookstore. And so it just has all this all these books in there, right? And I was just like, um, find novels from these authors and that's what I want. And I forgot that there's books about voodooism in there because
1: Oh I'm, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and like I'm not researching voodooism to practice it i'm researching it because i'm writing a novel and so my mom freaked out she's been having she was having panic attacks and calling like my birth mother being like did you know about this and da 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 now
1: my and parents so, were freaked out.
0: <laughs> yeah so they they think i'm a witch um <laughs> and like uh yeah we've had a few conversations like that i haven't really brought it up with other family members because i'm not super close with them yeah um i i'm terrified for the day my older adoptive sister finds out because she's uh she's like a, a trump supporter evangelical Terrible. type mm-hmm. um and so is her husband and her husband is the kind of person who like like he noticed i had painted nails one time and he grabbed my hand and was like what is this Blech! like oh one of those i like hate that fuck but other than that like i didn't have any friends i had to have a conversation with. Really, mostly because of COVID, mostly like a, a lot of the friends that I'd stayed in touch with weren't Christians through like the COVID pandemic and like, you know, some friendships just kind of ended because I'm not really seeing you anymore. Uh, yeah. Um, Some of my closest Christian friends, we had stopped being friends at the end of 2019 for like personal reasons, you know, like one of them was just an abusive, flaky, terrible friend. Yeah. And the other one married a guy who is a jackass. And I was like, mm, I'm just not going to talk to you anymore because yeah. uh, if that's your life partner, I'm, I'm not coming over kind of thing. He's He sucks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just a lot of like, I, I didn't like most of the Christians I knew. I was like, you guys fucking suck. Um, except for actually – weirdly enough the pastor who led me to Christ when I was 13 we're still in touch and he's oh, wow. re- he's really supportive he's like hey man um I've seen your poems about religion and I, good stuff great things Aww,
1: that's so good
0: yeah he's he's really weirdly supportive um
1: yeah.
0: which is kind of the kind of pastoring that you want and then these two yeah, other yeah. mentors from when I was a youth pastor were still in touch but they also did the deconstruction thing and they're they're doing like a reconstruction thing right now, which is okay. kind of cool. But yeah, so I guess the three most well-read or the most researched, the ones that were really about that life, they've been pretty supportive. And, um, one of them used a poem of mine called new religion in a sermon. Um, that's like, awesome. Yeah. It was like, it was cool. Cause I didn't know he did it. He just, um, he told me, he was like, hey, man, like, I, I hope you don't mind. I screen capped your performance of this uh, poem you did. I think it's called New Religion, and I, I showed it as part of my, my um, sermon. And I was like, oh, that's, that's totally fine. Um, uh, thanks for the extra follower from your church, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, it's funny because in that same performance, someone from high school who was like on the worship team at my Christian high school she like saw that online performance and then was like hey like what happened to you (laughs) because you were voted most likely to be a pastor when we were in high school Oh,
1: it's always the people that you have have. yeah
0: yeah um yeah that's kind of it's been interesting i haven't had to have a lot like i haven't lost friends because of my loss of faith um it's almost like because i lost all those friends i was like oh there's nobody to pressure me to like stay in this or whatever so I can just
1: I get that
0: you know just stretch my stretch my wings and fly away or whatever um yeah it's kind of weird
1: something I've like been thinking of recently or I've been thinking about it for a long time but like like since kind of my falling out with some of those friends like one of them the one who like didn't want me in her wedding she she called me up like and actually apologized for, like, how she acted and kind of, like, explained that she was panicked. Okay. But then it kind of didn't go much further than that. But that was, like, that, that meant so, so much to me. Although mm-hmm. something that, like, I have a hard time with is, like, kind of moving forward with those relationships. Now, like, how do I navigate that? Because I still have this knowledge in the back of my head like she thinks I'm going to hell she still like totally doesn't support like my beliefs and she thinks I choose them yeah and so kind of hard to like go forward with that relationship without the her without feeling kind of like dehumanized because like I don't think she's going to hell I don't think she's I don't think those same things like back towards her that she thinks me and like I think a common Christian response would be like, oh, well, we're all sinners, even Christians. Like I see myself as like a sinner too. Like atheists can do good things, but it's like, but you believe you had as a Christian, the redemption part of it and you and the changed life part of it and that you're trying to follow the commands, but you don't believe that I have the redemption part of that or that I have the changed life or like all these things. So it's like, you think I'm just the sinner without like, yeah, we're all sinners, but you believe you've like made it. And that I'm still just like dwelling in that. So there is a difference. Yeah. Like there is a a difference. And so it's hard not to take it personally or like have it in the back of my mind sometimes when I'm hanging out with some of those old friends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's, there's this weird asterisk over the, uh, over the friendship that um yeah. like yeah the, the agnostic the atheist the even like my buddhist homies like that makes it sound like i got 50 i don't <laughs> i got two um but like we don't have those same asterisks we have different beliefs or whatever yeah. Yeah. um
1: because i have a friend who is hindu um him and his wife like she was catholic he was hindu they got married so they both now consider themselves catholic and hindu which is like I love it actually the way that they do it. But I disagree and my Christian self would have like freaked out. But I love I love it for them. But they are amazing. They're there's and they're so they know that I'm an atheist and they love me so unconditionally. And it's it's a different dynamic than the fundamentalist Christianity, like you're saying, with the little asterisk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's tough holding like I think so the thing that I always find interesting about like supporting other people's beliefs is that like I I personally don't know if we need to support each other's beliefs we just need to hold space for each other's beliefs and not project our own onto each other if that makes sense
1: yeah totally
0: because um you know like uh, I'm I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Uh I'll I'll text him and ask if we need to cut this out. But I'm actually good friends, like really good friends with the decolonized Christian. Um
1: I think, ins- I think I'll follow
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I've he's seen so you
1: beard and glasses and like brown hair. He doesn't or show I- his
0: face. He's um Oh he's a, he's anonymous. Which is why I'm like, I might have to ask him. If okay, it's cool. Okay. <laughs> but I, I've seen you like some of his posts before. So I was like, maybe I'll I'm just,
1: sure I follow him. Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, we're really good friends. And so like his beliefs are like, Jesus is king. And because he's st- he's still like trying to decolonize, take the white supremacy, the misogyny, the homophobia out of Christianity. Okay, yeah, and get back yeah. to back to basics. You know, the OG uh, real niggas. Oh, no, nope, sorry. <laughs> That's. Yeah. Uh, He's not a he's not one of those, so maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, but like, he believes all these things, and I don't necessarily like. I'm not like, yeah, man, you you go go worship, like support him in his beliefs. But I'm also like, yeah, man, cool, do you? And he's kind of got the same respect and space for me to just be, yeah, man, like you you fumble around and be your hippy dippy lyrical miracle spiritual habitual <laughs> ritual kind of poet guy. That's whatever. Yeah. It's cute. People love it, man. You're so wholesome. Uh, yeah, he's he's the sweetest dude in the world. Like, I love that guy. We've known each other for like 10 years. Um, but I'm not allowed to say his name.
1: <laughs> That's totally how I feel about some of the, like, progressive Christian accounts and the decolonized Christian accounts. Like, um, my brother is more, I think he might be an atheist now, but it's, I haven't really, I think he's like, he's very spiritual Mm -hmm. and he very much like he, he thinks Jesus was like a great figure, like a lot to learn from Jesus, all that stuff. So like, I don't know if he would consider himself a Christian. He might. Um, But he is like one of those people who it's like, I don't agree with him and I don't like I don't necessarily like encourage like like because for me I don't believe in any kind of spirituality anything like just I just think everything is like kind of everything that we have is this natural world and I don't believe in spirits demons any of that but like right um he is so loving and so um open to conversation like he's not one of those people who's like causing problems so it's like I and I feel like he has probably a better reach than me in the Christian community sometimes with like his angle on it so it's like I don't want to shoot that down or like also like to shoot it down would be assuming that I came to the right conclusion like and I have a lot Mm -hmm. to learn too so it's like it's really valuable to like for me to be like listening to those perspectives too constantly and like trying to soak that in. Cause who knows? I could be wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean that at the end of the day, that's how you could sum up my belief systems. I don't know. could be wrong.
1: You know? Like, yeah. Um, that's why I call myself an atheist. Cause I'm like, it's not necessarily that I believe there's nothing. It's that I don't know the right answer. Like, I don't know the conclusion. So I just say, I don't know. And like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I, I remember a video of yours that said like there like the text was atheist spirituality and then a bunch of other stuff about like just how you're like living your life. And I was like, I've never heard of that before. Like what's that kind of yeah. thing?
1: Yeah. I feel like to me that's more of just like the things that make life meaningful. I don't oh, see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Any, yeah, I don't see it as some um like – ghosts or spirits or like I feel like I'm a pretty like just pragmatic naturalist type kind of stereotypical atheist but um I feel like spirituality to me and this is maybe not going to be a lot of people's definitions but just the stuff that makes it meaningful and beautiful and like worth living um and yeah, I think a lot of my content tries to like humanize atheists because a lot of people see it as just like the angry basement atheists who, and people don't really talk about like what some of these things mean to them as an atheist. So like, I think that's a really big goal when I make videos like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to, uh, on that point about, uh, not being the angry basement atheist um mm-hmm. those are the loudest one percent within atheism they are, they are. <laughs> you know there's the westboro baptist church for christians and then there's the yeah. the angry scientist science yeah. nerd it's all bullshit guy for yeah. atheists i mean one's far less problematic as far as i'm concerned but they're they're the loud ones so everyone thinks that yeah. they are and so i was like oh what is like atheist spirituality because i was like atheism i i thought didn't really believe in spirit of any kind. Yeah, and it's um, funny
1: because my brother, I like I said, I he might consider himself a Christian, but if he is, he's a very very progressive Christian. Right. I think the based on the last conversation we had, like I, I'm pretty sure he's an atheist. But I talked to someone recently who is an atheist, and they believe in spirits. They believe in um, one of my friends believes in fairies and. Uh so it's like that's why it's so important when people say like, oh, like these are the atheist beliefs, or these are like you can't really say that because there's such a wide variety of like like I don't believe in fairies, but someone else might believe in fairies and leprechauns for all I know. So like yeah.
0: My wife and I had an argument around Christmas time. Um not a heated one, but it, it went on for days. Um where I was talking about Krampus, um, the the evil goat yeah. Santa. Oh, my gosh. And she was like, well, Krampus isn't real. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what do you mean Krampus isn't real? You believe in mermaids? And she's like, yeah, well, mermaids are real. I'm like, well, then Krampus is fucking real. And she's like, nah, we don't know what's at the bottom of the ocean. And I'm like, we don't <laughs> know what, like, evil goat things do, okay? And then we watched Narnia, and I'm like – Hmm?
1: He could be in there. He could be in the mountains or like in Germany. What's that forest that has, that's like super dark that yeah, like yeah, yeah. What's in there. I think that's where Krampus is hiding. That's
0: what I'm saying. Right. And we watched Narnia and Mr. Tumnus <laughs> came on the came on the screen. I'm like, that's what Krampus is. He just, he's goth <laughs> and wears a red coat. It's not that hard. He's just shaking kids who be assholes. And she's like, nah, man. I'm like, but how do you believe in mermaids? But not Krampus. And we had this, it went on for way too long. And she's like, you used to believe the Ninja Turtles were real. I'm like, I was five. Fuck (laughs) off.
1: So does she like possibly accept Krampus now? Or is she still?
0: No, she's uh, far too stubborn. She's like, no, Mermaid's real. Krampus is bullshit. That's Um, hilarious. Yeah. And I don't know if she actually believes in mermaids. I don't know if I just made my wife sound like a crazy person (laughs) or like a dumbass. But um. She's just like, I believe in delightful things. I think she'd be the type to believe fairies could be real. But yeah. we, would, we would probably rationalize it like mermaids are a type of fish that we just have yet yeah, to discover yeah. and fairies are a type of insect that's a little more yeah. humanoid or whatever. Because like we have this tendency to believe, like she and I, just will talk about this kind of thing. Because she used to be a Christian. like She used to be like way more conservative and, and fundamentalist than I ever was. Like, to the point where when we started dating, people were like, that guy? Him? <laughs> oh, she's she's going to lose her way. Mm, that's too bad. It's um, always,
1: like, the, the woman dating the man, too. The man is going to mislead her, too. Like, my brother started uh, dating someone who was, like, more liberal, less of a
0: fundamentalist
1: Christian and no one once was like oh wow she misled him it's always but then for me with my current husband it was immediately like oh wow he really corrupted her or he really like led her astray I I get that
0: right yeah um but yeah we we like to we sort of rationalize not rationalize but theorize that like quantum mysticism has a lot of good points where like everyone's probably seen a little hint of the big picture but no one knows the big picture if that makes sense
1: yeah totally that's kind of i i agree with that
0: cool um yeah when you were talking about your friends kind of falling out with like your college friends and you saying like i think maybe evolution has has some points and like well you just want to fuck your boyfriend I was like I know that's so funny to me because like no guy would give a shit you know like yeah yeah like if they're like oh you're just trying to like impress this guy by saying oh yeah evolution that's a thing so you can like get together it's like no he he would not care I I promise (laughs) no guy cares about whether or not you believe in evolution or creationism when it comes time to you know get right, down. Yeah,
1: yeah. I had one of my friends say, um, "I I got like a screenshot of this later, and she was saying like, don't don't date someone who like believes in evolution because that's a slippery slope." And now in hindsight, I'm like, maybe it's a slippery slope because it's fucking true. Maybe ever thought about that?
0: <laughs> maybe it just it sounds so funny because like I can't shake the maybe this is the stand up comedian brain in me. It's like. Oh man, those evolutionists are sexy. They're so tempting. They're the <laughs> bad boys when it comes to philo- we are, philosophy. We are. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: so funny. And now they didn't ask me, like, oh, why do you believe in evolution? There was none of that. It was just immediately, you want to fuck your boyfriend?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, and, and honestly, I know a lot of Christians, like,
1: fuck. They were doing it. Literally, the people who, said that too that was the worst part
0: oh no oh that's that's a little funny
1: but i was my heart was hardened and i didn't feel guilty that i was doing it or something along those lines was there like reasoning Uh, so weird okay
0: (laughs) i feel like that's just a lot of that's a lot of cognitive dissonance right there right because none of that makes sense i um i don't know if i should tell the story um, ah, they definitely don't listen to the podcast, so it's fine. One time, like, when I went to a Christian college as well, I did the whole program, right? Um, and I was an RA, and part of being an RA is, like, we locked up the, um, the main building after hours kind of thing, so, like, locked this shit up at, like, 11 p.m. or something like that, you know? just like lock up the kitchen, lock up the computer lab, the piano rooms and all that stuff. So like me and the residential director were doing it. Cause it's like, he and I were pretty close and we, I was locking up the music wing. So I'm like locking up all the practice spaces and stuff like that. And there's like one floor and then there's a basement floor with like 10 rooms with upright pianos in them for people to practice their hymns and other mm-hmm. stuff and I get to like the second piano room and there's a like it's pretty much just all closed up right but there's a light on one so I'm like oh well you know gotta turn the light off or whatever so I go I'm and I just like going. open the door for you hmm?
1: I said I'm scared where this is going I'm scared for you
0: thank you um <laughs> like I open the door like I I knock and I open and there's a couple that, like, I think they have three kids together now, but it's, like, the most pastor-y guy on campus, like, the most down, like, good old boy, grew up on a farm guy, and the woman who was, like, my destiny is to be a wife and mother person were just going at it on the piano. And I was like, (laughs) oh, 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 hey, guys. Um, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm coming back in 10 minutes.
1: Did they see you? Yeah, oh, they, or- like I oh, okay.
0: Like I knocked the door, like I'm knocking on the door. Oh, I no. opened it like, hey, we got to. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they just kind of froze, right? So like they, they're frozen on the piano. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to leave. I'm coming back in 10 minutes because I'm a nice guy please please don't be here and i will never tell anybody oh what i saw here today and then i told the dean um because <laughs> uh i didn't like that guy he hated me um we started and we started a class-wide debate second day of college it was like two years later i was like this almost feels like revenge but
1: <laughs> that's hilarious yeah like literally so many christians though, like it Like half of my Christian friends were out like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's why it was, that was one of the most infuriating parts of everything. Yeah, then I'm like evolution and they're like, you want to fuck? And I'm like projection much.
0: Yeah. Like there are better excuses. Um
1: Right. Yeah. You could yeah. have found
0: better excuses within the Christian faith of just like Jesus saves, I withdraw, whatever, you know, like, um,
1: that's like my most recent video. It's, I feel like, or not my most recent, I think it was like two back where we talked about, like where I was calling out the guy for just following those thirst trap accounts. And it's like, I don't care about the thirst trap accounts. People yeah. can follow thirst trap accounts and I'm, that's fine. The issue is his hypocrisy and yeah. how he's weaponizing it towards to make unbelievers look bad. And it, it goes along with this whole thing. Like if I was a Christian or if I like, I could find a better excuse than just like, I, if I had just wanted to have sex, if I just wanted to sin or whatever, I could have stayed a Christian. Like, you guys realize that, right? Like, but they always make it out to be like, oh, that's the reason she's leaving. And it's like, but why would I do that if I could stay Christian, and just ask forgiveness or, or like, you guys all do this as Christians. Yeah. So, like, why would I not be able to also do it as a Christian? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just like, yeah. It doesn't add up.
0: It it definitely doesn't add up. And it's um like on that on that note of like well oh, wait, on that note of fuck. I woke up I, I did work this morning, so I'm I'm a little
1: Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Um
1: was it the hypocrisy and like weaponization of it? Yeah.
0: Of yeah. So there's the hypocrisy and the weaponization of like allowing like I'm going to abandon these beliefs or entertain new beliefs as an excuse to have sex or as an excuse to I really don't know what else someone would use like oh uh, you just want to I don't that's kind of it, right? Like um like I guess yeah. whatever, but um within that critique or within that lashing out that that they're presenting, like you, they're also pointing out a problem with this religion. That I don't know if they're aware of it, right? Like, oh, you just want to do this so you can have sex guilt-free. It's like, okay, so you just pointed out that guilt is like an integral part.
1: That's a good point
0: <laughs> of your faith, or right, you just yeah. pointed out that there is guilt attached to sexuality, um, which. In your sermons, when you talk about sexuality, you talk about it like it's this great gift from God. But then, off the pulpit or off the stage, off the mic, you treat it like sex is wrong and dirty and unnatural, so save it for your wife or your husband or whatever. Yeah. And I just thought that I I just thought of that and was like, oh, that's kind of funny, right? Like, you know, they're kind of telling on themselves in a couple of like they're they're making themselves out to be hypocrites, but also they're kind of telling on themselves of like. We can't do this guilt free, which
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: You know, if like, if the pitch, and I'm gonna say the pitch, no disrespect to any Christians. If you've listened this long, uh, shout out, gang, gang, love you so much. Um, Mm -hmm. like, if the pitch is true, the whole thing is based on grace and forgiveness, and and like, you're never really gonna meet these standards anyway, type of deal. Um, then there shouldn't really be guilt, like, grace and guilt aren't compatible, really. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I want to be respectful of, you know, your time. And I really appreciate you being on the podcast and talking to me. I think it was a really good discussion. I think we went, we went pretty deep. Um, but I do have.
1: That was fun.
0: Yeah. It's nice to talk to you in like real time. Cause you know, most of the time it is just like, I'll kind of pop into your comment section and be like, yeah, Ha-ha, good point. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, you know what? There's one thing. Before I get to my final question, something I did want to go all the way back to when you were talking about being a, like humanizing atheists and not wanting to be like a stereotypical atheist or whatever. Something I mm-hmm. wanted to say is that like your aesthetic kind of keeps you from being stereotypical as an atheist because yeah. you're so colorful. Like, um,
1: It's not just stereotypical like black, like the basement atheists we were yeah. talking about that yeah. I actually try to like... Well, I don't like try. That's just kind of the colors I like. Right. But I do think the kind of like whimsical colors, happy. Like, hopefully that is a vibe that I can get across to like, be like, hey, atheists are not all like the same. They're yeah. not all the, these just like trolls that wear black and have like emo hair.
0: Right. Or um, or like the science nerds that are like, I. I gotta lay off, the, I gotta lay off them or whatever. But it just kind of jives me the wrong way when some some Christian will post a video about like here's some science stuff or whatever. Like they're not a science student or a scientist. So like here's some stuff I read in a science book, but I think it points to God. And then an atheist scientist will be like, well, actually, and just tear yeah. that like a child to shreds. I'm like, you're 26. Yeah. That deeply devout kid is probably 15. This doesn't feel right um yeah I was just gonna ask like are the the flowers and stuff you said it's kind of like just the colors that you like
1: Um, yeah yeah I feel like it's more just uh just how I express myself it's just really stuff I wear on a daily basis honestly
0: (laughs) yeah just walking around the house and the flower crowns and the bunny ears and all that stuff That's yeah
1: my bunny ears I got like a really bad um haircut and so I've been wearing those too uh I just wear those to bed honestly. So like most of the time I'm probably in pajamas, like oh, after enough. work or something.
0: <laughs> right on, right on. Cool. Yeah, I know a lot of TikTokers and live streamers, it's like socially acceptable top pajama bottoms, that kind of deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay. So uh yeah, I think we're we're about good to bring it in for a landing. So I got one last question for you. Um if I can present you with like this opportunity to talk to a past version of yourself. So we could be traveling through time or it could be, you're talking to your inner child. Uh, What's one thing you would tell them not to fret about?
1: Hmm. I would say like, I think this goes back a little bit what I was going back to earlier, where I was talking about like cognitive dissonance and like that, scary kind of like limbo phase I think I would probably just say like that limbo phase where you feel like the ground has just dropped like that is not going to feel like for it like your life is not going to feel like that forever this is not a permanent thing this you are going to have a community again have like love relationships um Life is going to go back to normal. It's not always going to be this intense cognitive dissonance. It's just like, I don't know what's happening. The world is spinning. Um, It's so crazy because I think back to like my angry atheist phase. And it's like most of that anger came from like, I had a great experience in Christianity. I loved it. I still miss it. My, the bad experience didn't come until I lost community. And so much of like the hard part of deconstruction was that I lost my whole community of support during COVID and then ended up like moving to a new state, which is like a whole other thing that we'll have to like talk about later, but like we moved to a new state. And I thought that a lot of the scary issues that I was having with like deconstructing, I thought that it had to do with like being an atheist, but it actually had to do with just like not having a support system and like being lonely and like some different issues like that. So now that my life is kind of like getting back on track again, now that um, I have kind of like begun like rebuilding my community and stuff, there's, it's just been like a weight lifted. Um, I've learned to have hobbies again, like that were outside of the church because so much of my growing up was like literally just church was my hobby but then like I feel like I'm actually building a life now like my community isn't just people who are like temporary friends they're they're more people who like they actually know me and how I think and they like care to listen and they think differently than me but they're not like just gonna abandon me in the same way um and yeah, I think it's really like sweet to get to like enjoy life on that level and get to um, actually learn how to pick up a new craft um, and get involved in sports, um, do yeah, all kinds of things like that, that I, I never thought I was going to get back after I left the church. I kind of thought it was like, oh, well now I'm just lonely forever, but like, I really do feel like it's a new um, life and i'm getting to like experience life beautifully again.
0: That's great. I love that for you. And um I'm really happy you were able to find that. Yeah, the um a big change in how you look at things can leave you feeling pretty uncertain and pretty unstable, you know? Cuz like the whole foundation just changed, you know? So yeah, yeah. But as you said, like no feeling lasts forever and it's a good thing to uh, remember. So if people want to find you on uh social media, TikTok, Instagram, we talked about it a little bit. Um is it just Untestimony like at yep. @Untestimony?
1: Mhm. Yep, yep, cool. Instagram, really just Instagram and TikTok. So yeah.
0: Right on. Yeah, we'll put those in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate you. Appreciate your time and what you're doing. And uh yeah, everybody else, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Don't Fret podcast. I've been D Fretter. Um when is this coming out? Uh, please head over to amazon.ca or .com or .co.uk and check out uh, my first poetry collection, Joy and Misery. And uh, uh, thank you so much for that as well. And if not, no worries. See you next episode. Be safe out there. Peace.